Hey everyone, this is the Queen Cast with Pastor Jeff Queen and Deborah Ann. How are you guys doing today? Hope you're well. Uh, we're talking today about graduation, moving on up. Which is kind of we're in that season right now because we literally just had an eighth grader move to ninth grade. We have our fifth grader moving to sixth grade. So right now we literally have one in every stage. We have an elementary, one middle, one high school, and now one college kid. So yeah, it makes me feel old. Doesn't make me feel old. I'm getting younger. Mm, I'm getting gray hair though. That's the problem. <laughs> but I want to share something with you guys that uh, is kind of a life lesson that I had to learn. And uh, one of the things, you know, I think that in Christianity, we do celebrate the blessings in life. You know, you look on Instagram or Facebook and you see everybody hashtag blessed, you know, living the blessed life, which is all good. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, people celebrate new jobs. They celebrate, you know, advancements in their life. Uh, but one of the things that I found is that we end up living for those moments in our life that we celebrate. And when things aren't exactly our uh, hashtag blessed life, the way that, that maybe um, other people portray it online uh, on a daily basis, we start to leave ourselves kind of feeling empty. And um, one of the things that um, I was reading with the life of Moses in uh, Exodus 33, uh, it says in verse 9, And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. So, so God talked with Moses, but not only that, here it says in verse 10, All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and the people rose and worship, each man in his tent door. And the Lord spoke to Moses, face to face as a man speaks to a friend. You know, the reason why that hit me is because, you know, here, here's a man that is so in love with God. He wants to spend time with him. And, and it says right here that God spoke to him face to face as he speaks to a friend. Wow, that's really cool. You know, when I was growing up, you were saying that about living from one vent to another. That's something that I've really, really um, struggled with a lot as a child. I remember getting so excited about Christmas and then Christmas would be over and almost like that letdown. And then it was like that next thing. What's the next thing? And as I grew up, I realized it was becoming a cycle of just trying to live. And then when we first got married, then it was like, okay, now the first child and then the second child. And just really coming to the place where you realize that all all these blessings, none of them completely satisfy. Like those things are great, but those things do not satisfy. The only thing that truly, truly does satisfy is having a friendship with God. And the thing is, is as believers, we have, we've been redeemed. We are justified with Christ, but a friendship with God is something even more. It's an intimacy with God. And that is what um, I think we're talking about today is like, it's not just about coming to know Jesus as your Lord and your savior and being justified but having a relationship with Jesus where he's literally a friend, our friend. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of times people, you know, believe that if the Lord is blessing them, then they're, that they look good in his sight. But I think, you know, you have to ask yourself, what is a true blessing? You know, you have to define what a blessing is, because I think that a blessing could be not actually getting what you want sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes we think that if we pray for something and the Lord blesses us with it, then he is, um, he, he's basically, he's accepting us. And, you know, and I give reference to, you know, sometimes, you know, we, there's fathers out there that, that maybe don't spend much time with their children. 
And what they do is they would maybe give them gifts or send them money in the mail or, um, you know, maybe just, a, you know, a gift that they've been always wanting. Um, and that's kind of the replacement of the time to spend with them. Wow. But most of us yeah. would rather have a father that yeah. doesn't give us expensive things. I mean, if we really are honest with ourselves, we, you know, everybody would be like, yeah, I'll take that, you know, give me some money. But really what it comes down to, I mean, I know with our kids, um, how we show them love is to actually spend time with them and do special things with them. And that means more to show love than anything else. Yeah, and I think during this season where there's all this, the graduations and people graduating, and it really does become this time where it's like, okay, what's the next thing? What what am I gonna do now? Like, what's the next thing to look forward to? Where, where am I going now? And I think there's a lot of pressure. I know for our kids even, as they're going into the next chapter of their life, you know, Josiah has so much pressure on him. Like, he's only 16, he's in college, but okay, what are you gonna do with your life? It's the number one question, and that, can put a lot of pressure because there's so much identity wrapped up in what we do, you know? And so it really is um, so important that we get to a place that, yes, it's important to have goals. It's important to have an idea where you want to go and what you want to do with your life. But the most important thing is that we're seeking direction from the Lord and that we don't do anything that we're not doing with Him. It's so true. You know, um, we're talking about speaking with God face to face. And a lot of people say, well, God's so distant from me. I don't really feel like he's listening to me. But, I, but what's really awesome about this is that Moses spoke with him as a friend. And you know what? We can speak with him as a friend too. And I know it's easy to say, you know, the most important thing is your relationship with the Lord. But that's my life lesson. Like that's the most important thing is spending time with the Lord and listening to him because he'll speak to you. And, um, and, and so, you know, a lot of people ask, well, well, show me proof of how, uh, you know, God speaks to us face to face. How, how am I a friend with God? Doesn't he think of himself as, you know, Lord of all, and we're just little people here on earth. And how can we make our requests known to God? And, and a lot of people have that, like, he's the master and he wants nothing to do with us. Like we're little ants, you know what I mean? But, you know, um, the scriptures say that, you know, basically that Jesus is a friend of ours and we can call on him. That's right. And John 15 and uh, John 15, I'm sorry, John, yeah, 15, 15 or 14. Let's go to 14. You are my friend. This is Jesus's words. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servant because a servant does not know his master's business. That just that verse alone is so strong because what does it say? He says, you're your friend. We're his friend. If we do what he commands, the Lord speaks to us and he does direct these kids. He will direct them as these young kids. I try to be very cautious with our youth, not to tell them what they need to do with their life, but really, really direct them to seek the Lord and then put your foot out there. You know, you have, sometimes you have to step out into something. And when you step out into it, you can see, is God there? Is not? Is this not, if the door shuts, maybe it's not the Lord, but we have to be willing to go before God, seek him, seek what he's asking us to do and then do it. And then 
um, move from there. And it says, um, and then it says, instead, I have called you friend for, uh, for everything that I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. We don't serve a distant God. This questioning, he gives us, first of all, the word of God that is alive. It's true. Everything in it is truth. It leads us. But then as we spend intimate time crying out to him and seeking him, we get his presence in our life. We get his direction. He, he reminds us of desires that maybe we didn't even know we had or we tucked away. But that intimacy with God is when that friendship is developed. And as we become his friend, we start to act like him. We start to do the things that he desires. That's so good because just in that same, uh, in Exodus 33, as we continue to read on, it says in verse 12, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you, you say to me, bring these people up, but you have not let me know who you will send with me. Yet you said, I know you by name. So basically, hey, you said you're a friend of mine and you have also found grace in my sight. So Moses is repeating God's promises to him. And then this is verse 13. It says that now, therefore, I pray if I found grace in your sight, show me your way. So what you were saying there, Moses said, I need direction. I can't do this on my own. Uh, it says that I may know that you have found grace in, in uh, your sight and consider that this nation is your people. So may, basically Moses is saying, you asked me to do this task, God. And, and I feel like we, we could say, God, you, I'm in this world and, and I need your direction. I can't do it on my own. And that's what Moses said is, is I need your guidance, Lord. And then he said in verse 14, my presence will go with you. This is God answering Moses. And, and in verse 15, then uh, Moses says, well, hey, I've got God's attention. It says, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. So Moses is saying, if I don't have all of you, Lord, then I don't want to move. And I really believe that if you look at the conference, the, con uh, the, the difference between uh, the Israelites and Moses' heart. See, Moses was like, I'm nothing without you. He knew he was just a regular guy. He was a stuttering guy. He was just a, an average man. Um, who became a shepherd. He could have had everything that he could want because, you know, he was the, the son of Pharaoh, but, uh, but you know, he, or he, he could have been next in line, but instead he uh, chose God's way and God's direction. And, uh, but, the, but the Israelites, you know, they, were, they went from one blessing to another. I mean, think about this. They saw the Red Sea parting. They saw manna from heaven. They saw the miracles of God. But when the miracles ran out, they asked the question, is the Lord among us or not? And they would continually, like when they felt like there was like nothing going on, that event was over with, kind of like when we go on vacation and we're like, man, what's next? And they were kind of like turning away from the Lord and saying, hey, wh where is God now? And I think sometimes we do that. We, we ask, where are you, God, when we feel like there's really nothing going on? See, as young kids, you know, we dream about what we want to do when we grow up. And, and then as they get older, I think what can happen is, like you said, we start living from one event to the next event. And we are Christians and we're believers and we love God, but we're not allowing him to be our complete source. We're not desperate for his presence in every aspect of my life. I've noticed that when I start to feel discontent or, or maybe just like a little anxious, or I notice that it's those times where my eyes, my view is being clouded by all these other things. And it's not strictly on being in his presence and 
and not desperate enough to ha- to make sure I say, I'm not going from this place unless you do this. Unless you come with me, I'm not going. And I think it's really important with these graduates that, you know, we just continually to remind ourselves and to remind them that, yes, God wants to do. God has a plan for your life. Like he literally, he loves you. Everything he has for you is good. That doesn't mean everything that's going to happen in our life is good. But God is good. And as long as we use him as our complete source, as long as he is, like Moses said, I'm not going without you. I need your presence. As long as we stay in that place, regardless of what hits us, regardless of our career or or anything else that comes along the way, yes, he'll lead, guide, and direct us. But knowing that we have him, is everything. Like I can do this as long as I know that I have you in my life directing me. I also think too that um, by having that attitude of making sure that, that Christ and his presence is first in our life, it saves us from wasting a bunch of time. Um, just recently, um, one of my close friends was talking about how she had pulled her son out of school four times because she didn't like the teachers and then she didn't like um, she didn't like the, the students and the one school. And she ended up here. Her son ended up back in the original school that she pulled him out of. And if she would have spent more time crying out to the Lord and asking the Lord for direction for her son, she probably wouldn't have made a lot of those quick moves. And I think the same thing happens with graduates. We feel this pressure in us or when we're taking on a job that we just need to do something. So we'll just do it. And then we'll consult God and God will bless it because we love him and we spend time with him. So God's going to, of course, he's going to bless it. But in reality, if we would seek the Lord first and his direction, even if it isn't easy, maybe the job you take isn't the easiest job, but if it's what the Lord wants, he will see you through it and he will bring good things through it. And because of it. Yeah. So that, that just, you know, kind of answers the question. How do you know something is a blessing? from God. How do you know it's right? And the only way is to seek him first. And so, I, you know, in my life lesson, something I've learned in maturity and growing with the Lord is that it is super important for us to focus on him and focus on him for everything. See, Moses, he didn't go anywhere unless he got direction from God. We must not go anywhere unless we seek God's direction in our life and we speak to him because he will, will ordain our steps. He loves us that much. And sometimes things may not work out. We may not get that job that we're looking for um, but he knows the best job for us yeah you know what I mean he knows um, where we're heading already and and he's our creator I mean he knows us best yeah and, and just just to step on this just for one more second it's like okay let's say you are spending a lot of time with God maybe his presence is with you and you still don't have an answer on what to do what I want to encourage you to do today is like step out make a step and see if the Lord continues to open the doors. That's what my mom taught me when I was little. You know, sometimes you just got to step out in it by faith. And if the Lord shuts the door, then it's not him. But sometimes we have to actually step out and at least try something. And then we see if the Lord opens or closes the door along the way. So we just want to encourage you today that um, don't, you know, just make it all about the blessings and forget the presence of God. Have the attitude like Moses did. Like, I will go where you want me to go, but I will not go without you. What I say is don't be a blessing chaser, be a presence chaser. Chase the presence of the Lord and seek after him and he will supply everything for you. You guys have a great night, day, whatever it is. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye.